Don't you just love the sound of crunching leaves? <laughs> Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 66 of the Sophie Art Podcast which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things and this one, I'm just recording this intro again because during the episode you can hear my necklace jangling away from time to time I didn't realise but I've just played the video back to see if the audio was alright and you can hear it it goes away after about six minutes or something so hopefully it doesn't bother you and you could you know, hopefully it's good enough <laughs> actually one of the little i found a little as i'm walking around you'll see later i found a little pebble and it says on it you are enough so i think that's what this i'm going to leave the audio as it is because i did think about re-recording the podcast but i'm going to leave it because i'll say it is enough and hope you enjoy this one. It's all about the Cats of June 30-day art challenge. With a little bit of lucid dreaming at the end. <laughs> and little Dennis is with me. And we are back down Saltram again. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to walk about... I'm going to walk down this little piece here. Which is a bit further into Saltram. So you can't really hear the cars now. Hopefully you don't hear the wind and stuff, but this little podcast is going to be about Cats of June, which is a 30-day art challenge where for the month of June you draw and paint cats and it finished on Sunday, so that's what I'm going to be talking about on this one. I was going to set the camera up and talk in front of the, in front of the camera, but I forgot my tripod. So that's why I'm going to walk about and I love little Dennis, he's quite funny. But if you go onto YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Dawson, you can find videos of these podcasts and you can see beautiful Saltram. And I think really that's it. If you jump into the Cat for June. So what I did was, I'm going to talk about what I learnt and I learnt so much, so I I broke the challenge down into chunks of eight, and I did eight days of inking. I'll walk down this little path. Eight days of inking. Eight days of pencil sketching other artists' work. It was eight days of inking video game characters. Eight days of sketching other artists little cats eight days of watercolors and then I, the final six days I did eight days six days of digital and what I was gonna do was I was gonna do six days of six different digital drawings but what happens on these challenges is by the end of them you just you're sort of relieved when it's all over and you have to as I talk about on the blog and stuff, you have to sort of keep adapting because you might think, when you start it, you might think I can do all this stuff, but especially towards the end, you sort of, 
you just need a rest. It gets a little bit like that. And it's weird because no matter how, that's a nice looking bird. A multicolored bird just flew off. But no matter how hard you plan, and no matter how much you sort of think you're going to be all right, for some reason you, you just always end up, yeah, it always takes it out of you by the end. So this is why this week afterwards I'm sort of taking it a bit easy. And I love the sound of that bird. And a little butterfly over there as well. I love being out here. Just walking over here, it's been really nice watching, because I walk along the river, watching the little seagulls and stuff flying around. It, birds fascinate me for some reason. It's a beautiful day today. But yeah, you get, by the end of an art challenge, no matter how easy they are, you sort of end up getting a little bit, sort of, I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk and think of something. Because what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna put my bag down. I'm gonna put my camera on top of my bag. And I'm gonna see if I can sit on the path and do the podcast. No, not really. Sorry. So what I'll do is I'll talk about each of the days. So the first bunch of days in the challenge were thinking of artist work. And what I did was I got, I, before the challenge started, I spent probably about four hours, maybe a little bit more, just finding tons of, I'm gonna get back on the main path. <laughs> it's boring over this way. I'm gonna get, I spent a lot, bit of time downloading a load of video game cats and so I printed them out so I was all ready to get into it before it started and that's what I mean I sort of planned I planned for the challenge and yet by the end I was still really relieved when it was over so it's weird you miss it you miss it but you also you're relieved it's over it's quite a weird one so I had all these video game cats and Basically what I did was, I just inked them use, using all the little techniques I've learned from SVS Learn. And SVS Learn is the place I love. I talk about it quite a lot because I just love it. And it's, it's a school of visual storytelling and they have courses on pretty much anything and everything to do with like drawing and painting, even stuff like business related things like how to sell your work and stuff like that so I really recommend having a look at that and you can put a link in the show notes but I think it's svslearn.com but you can find show notes at sophielawson.com so what I noticed was my inking skills have improved so much and I didn't realize it because when I'm studying I don't really do much, well, yeah, I don't really do much drawing, like proper drawing. I don't sort of sit down to do drawing. I more just focus on studying. And especially Jake Parker, who does the How to Ink 2.0 course, I call him my Mr. Miyagi 
because what, what he does is he you spend weeks and weeks doing nothing but drawing lines over and over again like to practice drawing straight lines practice drawing long lines short lines all different types of inking lines so you're spending all this time doing those lines and you're not really aware that you're getting better because all you're seeing is lines so when you sit down and do some proper drawing you suddenly realize wow my lines are getting quite better and it wasn't just what the lines looked like it was how I was drawing so some of my lines were still wobbly but I was sort of drawing the lines in one big sweeping motion whereas like before I did that course I was always sort of I guess that course gave me confidence with my lines and somehow you can see that confidence in your lines because yeah the lines somehow like portray the confidence so that was the main thing I learned that week and what I also learned was I love video game characters I just I, I do miss playing video games just because I love like interacting with those characters it's such a shame that video games are so addictive at least for me I need to find a way to have video games in my life without being addicted to them but it's it's quite that's a little bit of a challenge but that's really the main things I learned that week and that was a really fun week so what I what I do the way I do those ink like drawings is I'll find a photo online of a cat it was like a video game cat so I find the photo I put it into Photoshop and there's this filter where you can turn it into like black and white and it almost it gives it like a stylized effect so I, I did that and then I printed it out and so I was just sort of copying the photo side by side and something I did notice was is something I've noticed for a long time but it's one of my little fears or something that I struggle with is scaling so if I print out a drawing if I try to draw a photo bigger than what the photo is it sort of that scares me a little bit so I tend to stick to the same scale but I need to start pushing myself to make things bigger and smaller because I think that's when you I think when you're doing that you're going to improve the most because you're going to have to really look at the proportions a lot more but those first eight days were really fun actually and then after that I went because I didn't really I knew what I wanted to do for the rest of the challenge for the 30 days but I hadn't fully thought it through so for the next I knew that I wanted to do pencil sketching because I wanted to try and keep this challenge quite sort of easy and fun really because I knew from previous challenges that if you try to do too much it just gets overwhelming so what I did was I went through my character design quarterly magazines which I absolutely love they are magazines full of character designs from other artists and they have like interviews and quotes tips and stuff like that they are my favourite probably my favourite art books and magazines I love them so I just went through them again I spent a couple of hours flicking through them 
marking off pages that had cats and then what I did then was I picked my favourite eight and I just like copied them so I think they call that like a form of master studying where you're looking at other artists work and basically just studying it and copying it to pick up tips and stuff because it is true that the best way to learn is to well I think the, the best way to really study a drawing and learn what that artist's doing is to actually draw it yourself it's amazing how many times I would draw a character and I thought I'd looked at it quite in detail before but as I was drawing it I would suddenly notice for instance there's somebody walking down here with a dog <laughs> this is why I like doing this because it's it pushes me to my social limits because I'm gonna well I'm gonna try and keep talking as I walk past them dun 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 there's a little robin is that a robin a little bird in front of me I like that little bird so when you're drawing another artist's when I was drawing those art, those drawings <laughs> I'm getting a bit nervous dun 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 right come on focus you can do this anyone can do anything <laughs> I started seeing things in the drawings which I hadn't seen before morning buggy <laughs> I started seeing things I hadn't seen before so for instance I'll draw like a cat I'll draw one of the cats and it might have something written on its collar collar, or like a little something like that and that's why you don't really notice things until you actually draw it and the amount of times I've done that in a portrait where for instance I've, I've drawn somebody and I've been sat staring at the photo for hours and then I'll finally move around to like rendering their arm or something and I'll suddenly notice that they've got a tattoo and it's like I didn't even notice they had a tattoo and I've been looking and studying this photo for hours it's amazing that and that sort of goes into that's one of those things about art that I've put into real life like I've, I, that's when you start realising that in life you're not you're not actually seeing everything which kind of goes into a lot of like what spirituality is about there's another doggy <laughs> Dun -dun -dun. Oh, I love it. I love being out here. Art teaches me so many lessons about life. That's one of the things I love so much. So for those eight weeks I really noticed, I just learnt a lot about artists' drawings. Like one of the cats it was, it was two cats, the drawing was, the photo was two cats together. One really big one and a, a little one. And the big one was like trying to be super scary because the little one was eating some food out of a bowl. And I think the big one, which was about five times the size, wanted the food. So what the artist did was, and this, I only noticed this when I started like, studying it and drawing it, they'd put all these lines like really fast long lines coming off of the the big cat's face which just made it a lot more aggressive so little things like that and what I think is 
as you're, as you're drawing these little sketches and stuff, I think you're taking it all in. So one day in the future when you, you come to draw a cat and you want to, like you want, or you draw a character or something and you want it to look aggressive and you'll remember that, even if you don't realise that you're remembering it, it'll come into your work. So I just, I love stuff like that. And I, that was, was that my favorite eight days? Hmm, I think it was my most relaxed eight days. It was, it was the easiest eight days because it was just like sketching and sketching is just really fun. I find sketching fun. Whereas with the inking, there was, there's always a little bit of pressure, especially when you get to the end of the drawing, you're right near the end you start thinking, what if I what if I do this line and I mess it up? And that's why you need the confidence. And that's also when I would probably start doing wobbly lines because what I've noticed with inking is the minute your mind, I need tripped over then, <laughs> the minute your mind has any doubt about the lines you're doing, again, somehow that shows through in your lines. It's really weird, but a lot of drawing and you really see this with inking. A lot of drawing is mental. It's all mind games. And I th again, I think because you're leveling up your mind while you're drawing, when you go back to like everyday life, I think again, your, your mind is coming back to life, leveled up a bit. It's quite amazing, but then it works the other way. So like for instance, you go into a lucid dream you overcome fear, you now become a little bit more fearless. So when you go back into your drawing, you're now bringing that little bit more fearlessness into your art. So it's quite amazing how everything works together, really. So that's, that's, really, that's really the main thing for those eight days. But studying other artists' work, it just really makes me want to create my own characters and what I really 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 learnt more than anything throughout this whole challenge was that I my skills are so limited <laughs> a little doggy so many little doggies around here my skills are really limited <laughs> da -dum -dum. I had to do a little bit of silence then that was the mind Yeah, it really, really highlighted how much I need to learn. So what I've started doing since this challenge has finished, every day in my little sketchbook, I've just been drawing, or I've been sketching random characters without any photos or anything in front of me, which is something I've never done before because I've always been scared because I know they're going to be rubbish. Or at least my mind always said they're going to be rubbish. So I never tried, but I have to start trying to really improve my imagination as well. So what I've started doing is I'll start the, I'll just get to a page in the sketchbook and I'll just draw random shapes, like it might be a wiggly line. Normally I do like a square, a triangle or something, and then I'll try to draw it and turn it into a character. Some of the characters I've done with that is really funny. 
like really funny, but they all look super childlike. They all look super childlike. But they look cool in a weird way, like innocent, I suppose. Very basic though. So again, I really need to improve my skills, but during the month of June, I didn't actually do any studying with SBS Learn because I was doing all this drawing and stuff. So that's something else I've got to get back into next week. This week I just want a bit of an easy week. But with SBS Learn, a lot of the later courses are all about like how to design characters and how to put like character into your characters really. But at the moment I'm focusing on the basics of like lines and shapes and things. So the next eight days after the pencil sketching it was watercolours and I didn't know what I was going to do for this one. All I knew that I wanted to use watercolours and what was I going to do? I was going to, there was something I was going to do but I ended up not doing it. I think I was going to try and turn photographs into uh, little watercolours but that just felt way too hard so what I ended up doing, which I really liked in the end these, you've got to remember, a lot of my, well most of my stuff was very basic, especially the watercolours that, that's where I really sh saw how limited my skills were lots of people again, might go silent <laughs> Doggies. Oh, I love it up here. Yeah, I'm going to go silent. There's too many people. I am scared. <laughs> oh. Doggies. So with the watercolours, what I ended up doing was I got a load of photos off of the internet and I turned them into basic like, silhouettes really which is something I've learned in Character Design Quarterly magazine what's fascinating about that when you're looking at all these different artists everyone is completely different about how they go about drawing, drawing their cats and designing them but all of them agreed like how important silhouettes are so what I thought I'd do is turn the cats into these basic silhouettes, just like the basic shape, and then add a little bit of colour with the watercolour. So I use my <laughs> I use my Prismacolor pencils to sketch out the like the basic outline shape, and then I just put a bit of colour in. But that one was the main one where I really didn't know what I was doing, and. What I ended up, oh look, I keep finding these all over the place. Look at what this says, look. Little pebble, you are enough. Can you see that? <laughs> you are enough. That's nice, isn't it? You are, I would have put good. <laughs> you are, but actually, this pebble is good enough without the word good. So somebody's placed a little pebble on the bench. Pebble on the bench. It says you are you are enough. Little Dennis. And that's gonna be the 
photo for the little Dennis is going to pose. Let's put him over here. Dennis posing with the pebble because Dennis is enough. Dun dun dun! Hmm, aww. Dennis is funny. I really learned that I have got limited skills with these watercolours but it, it didn't matter because I was just enjoying it. So what I did was the first four or five I was sort of copying the photo as it was so I was going proper to the outline and then the last three or four which I did more than eight but the last three or four that I posted I completely made the shapes up in my head and I feel like they were actually better shapes because I could just sort of go for it I didn't whereas when I was trying to copy the photo I was it was a bit like rigid and it was just a lot more fun making them up myself and I feel like that sort of gave me the confidence to start playing a lot more in my sketchbooks but with the watercolours I struggled trying to do technical things so I tried to mix two different colours so I tried to like have a pink cap with a bit of blue in it but I just because I didn't know what I was doing it never looked nice so I had to keep these really simple with single colours but it was really it was just that was a fun eight days really it makes me want to get into watercolours a lot more I'd like to come out and do actually talking about that on Saturday the art club or the art class that I used to go to which I had to stop going to because of when I changed my job they're doing plein air painting so for the next I think it's eight weeks every Saturday they're going to be going all around Plymouth painting outside and they've they emailed me because I'm when I left I said can you put me back on the waiting list because the hope is that in a couple of years time when I've left that job I can go back so everybody on the waiting list has also been invited so what I'm going to do is every Saturday I'm going to be going up doing some painting which is a bit scary but it's a lot of it's going to be fun because everybody in that cl art class is so nice and one of the reasons I love art class is just looking at other people's work might go this way around the back so I'm looking forward to that, even though it's a bit, it's going to be a bit scary, I suppose. That's basically, I'm going to be doing watercolours on that one. That was the watercolours, and then after that, I did some digital drawing. So what I was doing with this art challenge was, I really just wanted it to play with different medium, because the main thing I like with this digital bit was that it hurts my eyes well it doesn't it doesn't hurt my eyes it just it whenever I finish on the computer even if I'm doing painting or something digital painting 
I always end up feeling super exhausted and it doesn't when I finish doing sketching or something I could I could be there for hours and when I feel when I finished I feel really energized and just like alive but with digital I feel satisfied because I've done something but I always feel just exhausted and I realized I don't like looking at screens which is one of the reasons I, I think I had to get out this week with nature so the main thing I've learned from that is I'm starting to wonder like have I got it have I got it wrong in wanting to go down the digital because would I like to spend all my time sat on a computer doing digital painting and I don't think I would but what's really annoying is I love the process of doing it so I had so much fun doing those digital paintings and for me digital painting is completely different because it's, it's more like a problem solving thing so you're you've got you've got to like do multiple things at once so you might want to draw a cat like a shape of a cat but you've got to try to work out not only what sort of shape you want which you might not be able to do that because you haven't like you haven't got enough skills to do that shape but even if you can do that shape with a pencil you've got to then try to work out how to do it on the computer and because I do a lot, lot of website stuff and video editing I've always I've always enjoyed working on computers I know that there's always multiple ways to like achieve something with computers so I enjoy that the challenge of trying to work out like, how to do something so it's weird because I love working digitally for that reason it's just I don't like the way it makes me feel if I'm on it for too long so I started wondering whether what I'll end up doing in the future is doing my sketches and stuff traditionally and then maybe somehow like bringing digital into it at the end so I think I've always thought it was either you do traditional or you do digital but I'm starting to starting to wonder whether maybe you can sort of do both and get benefits from both so that's the main thing I learned but what I was going to do was I was going to do six I was just going to do six little characters from my head little cat characters but when I went sat down to do it again it just, that felt too scary to me so I pulled it back a little bit and what I did was I did two little Sophie affirmations which are on my website little affirmations they're just little positive things really that you sort of say and it I've got affirmations where I repeat them every morning and in the end you start to believe it so you might say I am good enough <laughs> that is actually one of mine I am good enough but if you keep saying it in the end you'll believe it even if when you start out you, you just don't believe it at all so I did two little little Sophie affirmations but I put 
Kevy the cat in with her, with her. So that's how I got the Captain Junior Art Challenge into it. God, you can hear lots of cars over here. That's not good. So the two little affirmations I did was don't force it, learning to let go takes time and with that one Kevy was, Kevy the cat was hanging off of a washing line where little Sophie had her panties up her, <laughs> she had her panties on the washing line drying and little Kevy was, little Kevy, never called him that before, <laughs> little Kevy, little Kevy the cat. But Kevy the cat was like swinging off of these panties and little Sophie's like trying to pull him to get her panties back. She wants her panties back. <laughs> Which I just think in my head it was really funny but it didn't quite turn out like I wanted to. Again, because just not got the skills yet but it was a really fun, I, I think it sort of works. And I tried to do a lot of things with that. I tried to do shading, lighting, which is stuff I don't, I don't practice enough because again, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared of a lot of things with drawing. And I just realized you've got to start doing them, which that's, it's scary just to start doing it. But then when you start doing it, you realize that you sort of can, you can sort of do it. You can. Well, what, I, what I've noticed is, I think most artists are making it up as they go along. So I don't really think anyone knows what they're doing. It's just, hmm, I'm convinced, you know. Maybe nobody actually knows what they're doing. Maybe the, the best artist in the world still goes into a painting, like, wondering whether, they, I wonder what fears they have. weird. It's fascinating there. The other little affirmation was little Sophie bending down stroking Kevy the cat and it said it's the little things in life that make life big. Which I love that little quote. I once said it's the little things that make life big on one of these podcasts. It was the end quote. But I changed it a little bit and it says it's the little things that make life big. That one, what I did, I did something really quite fascinating with that. I went into my folder on my computer, which has got all my inspirational artists work in it, which is also on the website. And there was a painting of this, I can't remember, I can't remember the artist's name. I think it's Lance Brown or something. I'll put a link in the show notes, but this artist has a painting of a, a lady wearing like a peach, peachy orange dress, dress, <laughs> peachy orange dress, and it's just a really beautiful colours in that painting. So what I did was, in Photoshop, I used the eyedropper and I pulled out about four or five colours from that painting. And then I basically used that as my colour palette and it, it kind of worked. So I started thinking in the future, 
if you look at a painting of some somebody's done and you think I really love those colours, it's you could basically start building up a bunch of colour palettes. So you could have like a what you could do is in Photoshop you could have a a file full of colours that go together that you've pulled out of other artists' paintings. And then so in the future if you're sitting down to do a painting and you you don't know what colours to use you could just go to that file and you might say, oh, that looks nice, I'll do that. So that was quite cool. I've never done anything like that before. And that's really, I feel like that's it, really. It was 30 days of fun, but I'm so relieved it's over. And since that challenge, I haven't posted anything on Instagram and stuff, and I haven't, I haven't missed it, but... There is part of me that thinks I want to get back on Instagram posting stuff. So I, I don't know whether to, I don't know what to do about Instagram, whether to quit it or not. It's interesting. I do like not going on it though. It's so nice not having to go on social media. But then there is, a, yeah, it's weird. Because there's a little tiny piece of you that thinks you'll draw something and you'll think oh I want to share that but then I often ask why do you have to share it I want to do a, a podcast just about social media really like what is it that makes what is it that makes us think we have to share everything it's weird that's basically it really can't think of anything else to say what I'm doing for the rest of the month is I'm going to get back into my SVS Learn, finish the How to Ink 2.0 course, and on my YouTube I've just posted another quick look, which is where I flick through an art book for the first time. And I've got a bunch of graphite magazines to do, so I'm going to be doing those soon. I just love doing that because I just find it a lot of fun and I'm also going to be starting up a video which is going to be flicking through my Insta my inspirational artists so on the website there must be about 60 paintings now of like inspirational artwork I'm going to pull 10 of those into a video and just sort of I'm going to use it as a way of studying the paintings just to look at the lines and the colours and stuff I think that would be quite interesting and if you've not seen the artwork before it might be quite nice to find new artists so I'm going to try and do that next week because the thing with Saturday I was going to do it Saturday but I've got to do the blog post for Cats of June that's basically it this week's inspirational quote well, you can find show notes at sophielawson.com and you can find the YouTube videos at youtube.com slash sophielawson. What is this week's inspirational quote? I'll tell you what, because I'm at Saltram, I'm about to... Get that down. I'm about to go and sit down and do some reading. I'm going to finish off my Robert Wagner's Lucid Dreaming book. Oh, that's something I wanted to talk about. I've got a little dream that I've got to talk about. It's fascinating. 
listen to this week's inspirational. <laughs> this week's inspirational quote is going to come from Robert Wagner's book, Lucid Dreaming, Gateway to the Inner Self, which I have nearly finished. Oh, I'm getting a night mess here. Just zip this bag up. <laughs> Lots of noises. Look at Dennis. So I pulled a quote out of that book in a minute, but I had this hell of a weird dream last night. I haven't had a lucid dream in about, I think it's about a week and a half, because last week I was sort of so focused on doing stuff on a computer that I neglected my lucid dream practice. But this week I've been having a lot of dreams, but I haven't had a lucid. I had a really weird dream last night where I was I was in this like little sort of like cottage thing it reminds me a lot of a dream I had months ago of like a, a windmill I, I talked about it on the podcast it was like a field with a windmill in the distance in like fog and what was weird about that dream was I feel like I'd been there before it was a very strange feeling and like that dream that I had last night it's sort of it again feels like I've been there before but I was in this little house or something with this person and this it was a, it was a, like a bloke but he seemed quite he seemed like a master yeah he seemed like a master of something and he had some sort of device hmm another doggy coming up dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he had some sort of device which made us it made like a musical sound now I can't remember whether he was spinning it or whether he hit it but whatever he did it had different levels of volume so he did it really lightly and what he said was he said this device can create earthquakes and he was teaching me how to use it and he did it very lightly and then a few seconds later in the dream there was an earthquake outside so I just thought that was a bit weird <laughs> and then I started thinking this is what's really weird I started daydreaming within the dream so my my dream character started almost dreaming within the dream but yet the bloke was still talking it's really weird and then the bloke said almost like said snap out of your daydream and he was he was gonna do that he did the sound again and I was thinking what if it has a really big earthquake and he said look out the window I looked out the window and before there had been some sort of structure in the distance which was all foggy but this device which created the earthquake it also it brought everything into focus this is really weird isn't it <laughs> and so this building that was in the distance which I couldn't see before <laughs> birds are going crazy over there suddenly came into focus and I said what's over there this, is, this story isn't going to go anywhere. I've just realised. 
You'll be laughing, Governor. <laughs> You'll be laughing. You're having a laugh. Yeah, this story's not going to go anywhere, but I I said to him, well, what's over there? And he said he had a, he had a device which could communicate with the people in that building. So I was just about to go over there and I woke up. I know it's not going to go anywhere, but it, it was... It was a fascinating dream because he had this little device seemed really important. So <laughs> I don't know I don't know what to say about that really. It was just one of those dreams. You know when you wake up from a dream and it feels like you've been it feels like you've been somewhere. It felt really real that dream. It's very weird. What's been happening a lot this week is I've been having lots of dreams where it's almost like the dream is trying to make me become lucid and it's so funny the other day i was even inside of the dream saying i'm dreaming even i was saying i'm dreaming and yet i didn't become lucid i was i just stayed in the dream and that's kept happening this week but what i love about keeping a dream diary is you just start realizing some of these dreams you're having are just so random. I, I love dreaming. I really missed Lisa dreaming last week. And actually, Robert Wagner, he's just got a, one of my favourite podcasts, which is the Ascend podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Robert Wagner is on the latest episode, which went out last night. And I started listening to 20 minutes of it before I come out today. I'm going to listen to the rest later, but I just love listening to Robert Wagner. So this week's inspirational quote is going to come from this book. I've got little notes as I've been reading. I'm going to turn to one of those pages and I will read whatever's on that page. So let's have a look. What is it? No, I don't want that one. I want like a little snappy quote. Dun dun dun. No. Maybe I'll get a quote from the back. Random page. What's that? Bookmark. Testing your telepathic talent. This book is amazing. It covers so many things about dreaming. Let's have a look. What have we got here? Ah, here we go. Right, this week's inspiration quote is from page 35 of Robert Wagner's book, and it says, Take that little bit of sticky thing off. <laughs> when you focus on your goal, you attract your goal. When you focus on fears, you attract your fears. In a mental space, your focus matters because it naturally draws you to the area of your focus. I love that. In this book, he, t he talks about, this is where he talks about going towards the energy and stuff, go stuff like that. So if, there's a f if you've got a fear, it's probably gonna manifest in the dream. 
and he, he basically says about go towards it and you'll be able to resolve it. But I love that. It's, that's, a, that's kind of why that little dream I had last night is, seems important to me because the guy was teaching me something to do with focusing. Which is what this goal, this quote is. So the quote is, when you focus on your goal, you attract your goal. When you focus on fears, you attract your fears. In a mental space, your focus matters because it naturally draws you to the area of your focus. Robert Wagner. Knock, knock. Anybody home?